millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johanna Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. Great to have you with us on the show. You're going to need these numbers today, so make sure you have them handy. It's our WhatsApp and text number 086-1800-658. Make sure you have it, 086-1800-658. You're going to need it through Late Lunch, I promise you, this afternoon. Starting right now, because I give you your final ever riddle on Friday. We're changing tack in the new year on Fridays with something else you love, I promise you. So it's your final riddle for 2021. Here it is, and I have a lovely prize for one of you in the audience today. Here it is. If you've been listening to Late Lunch this week, this is a cinch, as they say. You can hold me and shake me, but I'm easy to break. I've lots of snow, even though it's all fake. What Am I? If you've been listening to the show this week, you have it already. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text your answers. One more time, you can hold me and shake me, but I'm easy to break. I've lots of snow, even though it's all fake. What am I? That is your riddle. Final riddle of the year this Friday on Late Lunch. Welcome to the show, I say to you again, this Christmas time. And I know it's tough on everybody, what's happening in the big, bad world out there. And that goes without saying. And it's tough on all of us. I'm finding it tough as well. But let's, for the next couple of hours, let our imaginations fly and enjoy ourselves and think about things that take us away from perhaps what's going on all around us in the world today. And we begin with one of the loveliest people I know and a wonderful contributor to Late Lunch for a number of years now. And I know you hang on our recommendations. I want to say a happy Christmas to our bookie wook, Margaret Madden. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Jerry. Happy Christmas to you too. Many, many happy returns and Christmases and New Year's to you. And thank you so much for joining us again on the show today. Well, look, at just in a general sense of the year gone by and you immerse yourselves in your reading, do you reckon it's been, you know, a good year for, you know, riveting books, good stuff? How would you rate it, like, on, 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 on the pantheon of years? Do you know, I was just noticing when I was going through my list for you, um, I think Irish writing-wise, it was absolutely outstanding. Mm. I don't know, was it, was it just really good timing or or what? But um, 
I, I, nearly every book I have, actually, I'm looking, every book I have here is from an Irish writer. So mm. that's a good sign. It's a really good sign and shows you the strength in, in Irish writing as well. The other thing I copped with you during the year, and I, I, it's something like that's really opened up a new vista, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Your audio books, you're, you're a real, you know, fan of listening to your books now. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I, I especially love them at night when I'm literally... You know, you put your phone down, you've turned off your iPad or TV if you have one in your room, look at you. Um, and <laughs> you just, you need that that way of switching off, but with the lights out. So the audiobook is fantastic for that. And you set a timer on it so you don't get lost in it. And, or in the garden, or going for a walk, or if you're on a bus, or, you know, I, I'd be lost without them now. Yes. So, you know... And I use BorrowBox, so it's free. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and you've mentioned this. BorrowBox, folks, it's free to everybody and you can listen away there and enjoy uh, the great and good in terms of reading from now, from the past or, or whatever. Let's get okay. down to business. Will you hold the book of the year just for a moment to keep them in suspenders? You know what I'm talking about, or suspense, or whatever <laughs> you call it. Anyway, so let's <laughs> talk about few, a few of the others you've picked uh, to discuss today. And these are books that you've recommended through the year, but you just want to remind people of them because it is Christmas time and a book is a lovely gift to give to anybody. So uh, let's take the runner up in the book of the year first without naming the, the winner. What have you picked? And, and you said this is a very close second. It was a very close second and it was, I was very late to reading it because um, it's only just out and it's Claire Keegan's Small Things Like These. Why, Margaret, is this book so brilliant? It's a tiny little book of just beautiful, beautiful prose um, with a wonderful story kind of set um, back around the mother and baby times, mother and baby homes, and um, about a man who who just encounters um, a girl. And it's just the way it's written. Um, And it's it's not a fast-paced book, but it's just so elegant and would make an absolutely perfect present. I think it's like 10 or 12 euro. It's hardback. It's only about 100 pages long. Um, Really, really, it's the kind of book that you'll keep forever. There you go, and you've mentioned it, I know, on the show already, and you just adore this little book. Small Things Like These by Claire Keegan is a lovely gift to give this Christmas time, and it's just been pipped for Book of the Year on Late Lunch Book Club, so you're going to have to hold on till we tell you what is Book of the Year. Let's talk about your thriller now. You've picked something fantastic here in the thriller category. Yeah, if you know anybody who loves their good page turners, then you can't go wrong with Catherine Ryan Howard's 56 Days. Um, amazing set during COVID so she wrote this so fast and got it out there and you'll read it just as fast <laughs> um, fantastic at the very beginning um, you know that there's been a, a murder and it's uh, of one of a of, oh, I can't get the words out one of a couple who have just met and moved in together during lockdown but you don't know which person is dead mm. uh, really really clever so engrossing Everybody who loves a thriller will love this one. Catherine Ryan Howard, 56 days. You won't put it down. It's unmissable. Our Margaret loves it. Now, historical fiction, and I ain't one bit surprised you've gone back to this book because you waxed lyrical over the lake house of Lenishy. I did. It's Sheila Forsey's latest, and it's a wonderful book um, about a very wealthy family who rents a house or who own a house and, and have a house party, um, something goes wrong. So you're kind of flashbacks between today and back then. So this would be an ideal present um, for somebody who loves, say, Downton Abbey and all that kind of period 
kind of Great Gatsby-esque kind of vibes. Um, a really, really lovely, lovely book. Somebody's going to love this. The Lake House of Lenishee by Sheila Forsey. If you're a Downton fan, uh, there's no doubt you'll be thrilled with this book. So if you're looking for somebody who you know loves it, this is the one to pick up this Christmas time. Now, I remember you talking about this one in the fiction category, Kevin Powers' book. Yeah, this is going back very early in the yes. year, but I still think about this book regularly. White City, about a young guy... Um, from kind of Dublin Four area, and is, he's kind of out in his own now. He's he's grown up. He's not living at home. He's moved in with his uh, girlfriend. They're kind of involved a bit in drugs, so things get a little bit out of control. And he ends up working for um, uh, kind of a, a property company uh, with some very dodgy dealings over in Serbia. But it's funny. It's witty. It's literary fiction, but very readable. Um, and it has a little bit of a thriller aspect to it too, but also kind of a kind of bit of history too. Really enjoyable book. Now, I, I kind of nearly, again, it would have been right up there in the, the recommended as books of the year, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Power, White City. I remember you talking about, I remember the story and the link to Eastern Europe and the property stuff yeah. as well. Kevin Power, White City. Yes, it's on the top picks list with Margaret this Christmas time. Now, the, the next book in, in, in the... Uh, uh, non-fiction category I actually had this book this morning and was leafing through it and I've looked at it during the year as well and I know you loved it Jay Jordan Yes it's written um, Nanny, Ma and Me so it's written from her, her perspective her mum's perspective and her grandmother's so um, all three of them and it's you know it's non-fiction it's their story of what it was uh, like to grow up in Ireland um, being a child of colour or having a child of colour and it's really really insightful read um, to think that the racism that they experienced way back when is still occurring today mm. um, but it's a lovely story about how these three women um, they, they're very close and, and how they've connected with their communities and oh, it's just really lovely Yes, Nanny, Ma and Me. It is a lovely book and I'm going to tell you how it could be yours in a little while on the show before Margaret goes. Young adult, I remember this book because you picked it out specifically in one of our features with us. It's by Fiona Scarlett. Yeah, it's called Boys Don't Cry. And this is a lovely story about two brothers, um, one of whom um, has a cancer diagnosis. And so you're kind of going through the journey of both of them together. Um, the mum and dad, well, the dad, I think, is in prison. It's a while since I read it. But mum and dad are separated. But um, it's just their, their bond and, and what they would do for each other. And the older brother, um, how far he is prepared to go to look after his mum and his brother. And that does involve uh, selling drugs and getting involved in the wrong crowd. But it's a really, really wonderful book. And I think it's it's suitable for both adults and um, young adults, you know. So uh, I think, again, we're talking about children with cancer. It doesn't sound like a very Christmassy read, but it's a very important lesson to mm. teach children um, about love, about reality. Um, and this is a good way to go about it. Yes, a, a lovely book, a touching book, a, a story to behold. Boys Don't Cry by Fiona Scarlett. Now, Margaret gave me the honour 
uh, I'll <laughs> tell you this to pick the sports book myself I thank you thanks for letting me do this Would and you, is that the honour or is it possible uh, well <laughs> I take it as an honour to be honest with you that you would ask me to do this as you know my uh, deep sporting background and as you exactly. mentioned all your authors are Irish there are tremendous Irish sports books out this year but I've gone outside of Ireland and I'll tell you why the book I've picked and I have an interest in this people know I am a, an Arsenal fan since I was in Nipper and Same this is my husband yeah there you go so this book is, uh, yes, there is a slight bias in picking it. It's riveting. The book is Paul Merson's story, uh, Hooked, his 30-year addiction. And it talks about the man was brilliant, such a genius of a footballer, won everything but Arsenal. Yet behind the scenes, he was drinking and gambling and you know what? And the man's life was just going down the pan. You know what I mean? And yes. you'd never have, you know, thought it. But... My God Almighty, you know, alcohol, drugs, gambling for 30 years and up till recently, uh, Margaret as well, he was still drinking and gambling until one day, this light bulb moment, he went to Alcoholics Anonymous and he hasn't touched a drink since, but it is so touching the story. You know what I mean? That Yeah, and I mean, that sounds like something that I'd read too. It's mm, not just about football, mm, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds great. I, I recommend this book highly. And, yeah. you know, when you see where addiction takes you to, the slave you become to it, and that the only way you change is when you actually want to change yourself at the end of the day. But I highly recommend it. Hooked by Paul Merson, his memoir, One Day at a Time. It is simply brilliant in the sports category. So here we go. Hold on a second. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's Margaret Madden's book of the year. The floor is yours. What is it? It is Did You Hear Mammy Died by Seamus O'Reilly. Oh, what an absolute cracking book. And what a gentleman. I interviewed him here on the show. Margaret, a synopsis of this book, just quickly for listeners. Um, basically Seamus it's his memoir but it's very comedic it's very light and the title Did You Hear Mammy Died is referring back to he lost his mother to cancer when he was just turning five and he was going around the house in in Derry at the wake telling everybody did you hear Mammy Died did you hear Mammy Died because no idea what was going on you know but he just Mm -hmm. loved the attention so it's just basically um, looking back at his life and how he was one of eleven and how his father um, by hook or by crook raised them all safely mm. none of them went missing permanently a couple, a couple of them went missing for a couple of hours but uh, yeah oh it's just wonderful and I would read it again and again mm. um, and have passed it on to many people and have ordered copies for many gifts <laughs> there you go I read it myself and I have to say Isn't it absolutely lovely? wonderful book that does leave its mark with you and it, you're right you would pick it up and read it again to remind you and take you through it and see it different aspects of his life he's a fantastic guy he's a columnist with the Observer newspaper I read him regularly as well but such a down to earth fella and such a wonderful wonderful story Book of the Year Margaret Madden on Late Lunch LMFM Radio Did You Hear Mammy Died by Seamus O'Reilly you won't go wrong if you pick it up this Christmas time now before you go Margaret um, I want to tell our listeners that I have two mega boxes of books and I reckon 
there's at least 300 euro worth of books, maybe more in each of the boxes. So Ooh. two prizes today to give away on late lunch. You love them. The only deal is you've got to pick them up here before the Christmas. Anyway, I have three questions and I'm going to ask the first of them now. So you've got to get all three answers before you get in touch with me. Here's the first question. Matt Haig wrote a 2021 bestseller. What's it called? Now, Margaret, shh, shh, no spoilers. <laughs> uh, Matt Haig, and I know you love this book too. Matt Haig wrote a 2021 bestseller. What's the name of that book? That's your first question for the mega book boxes. 300 euro at least in each of them. There's two more questions coming up shortly. Wait till you get all three and then text or WhatsApp me to 086-1800-658. Margaret Madden, you are a star. We thank you for everything during the year. I wish yourself, Declan, and all the family the happiest of Christmas and all the best for the new year. And the same to yourself and Louise. We'll hopefully see you in the new year. Please, God. Please, God, we will. God bless you, Margaret. Thanks for joining okay. me on the show. Take Bye. care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Margaret Madden there. Ah, you won't go wrong with any of those. Honestly, they're fantastic recommendations. I've got a ball of Christmas cards and I've messages to read from them and I'm going to do it when we come back in a moment. Second question for the big, big box of books where the crawdads sing was written by who? The biggest selling book of the year all over the world. Where the crawdads sing was written by who? I'm looking for the author there. One more question and then you can get in touch with me. Louise, such a ball of cards came in today. Oh, in the name of God. The poor postman. I'll be, be thanking I'll the postman. Be, I'll be writing for the weekend. We're supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Centre, Cancer Support Centre in Drogheda this year by sending cards. You send me a card, I'll send you one back from the Gary Kelly Centre and I will personalise it to you too. I'm sure many people have received their cards from me already. It is just unbelievable, the cards that are coming to us. Thank you so much. Uh, Susan Butterley, we love your pop-up card, don't we? Oh, it's the deftest little card there, a little pop-up as well. There is one there from Kathleen Shanky, I think it is, in Kilkerly, Sharky or Shanky. Sharky, it could be. Uh, uh, And it's, uh, look at that. A donation, Kathleen, as well for Gary Kelly Centre. Thank you so much. This one comes in from Greenmount Castle, Bellingham, uh, from uh, B Faulkner. Thank you so much indeed. Tommy from Italy, Louise. Didn't you get one from Tommy in Italy I did. too? Thanks, Tommy. You did. And it's lovely. It's happy, it's happy Christmas in Italian, isn't it? Bueno. Yeah. Yeah, I said it from the other day and I sort of caught him on the hop and I can't remember it now. <laughs> Hi, Jerry and Louise to all L- LMFM. That's Helena Herty from Carrick Road, Dundalk. Helena, thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the donation. Look at this one here. And there's a postal order in this one for the Gary Kelly Centre. It says, ho, 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 for a fun-filled festive season of holly. Tune in to LMFM's late lunch. It's sure to be jolly with proud producer Louise and presenter cute Jerry. I can promise you one thing. Your day will be merry. Now here is an invite for ye from a listener of old. I'd like you to call to Bernie's 14 Lock Crew View to Santa's Grotto. It's a sight to behold. Oh, so I am told. Yes, here you will find all the joys of the season and please won't you remember don't come here if you're sneezing <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant you should have wrapped that isn't that just simply brilliant absolutely brilliant thank you so much Bernie for the card and the donation all donations going straight to the Gary Kelly Centre Margaret Carey Lady Rat Wilkins Town Navin thank you so much Pippa 
Harry, uh, uh, my little grandchildren, the Kellys. Oh, they sent a card. Uh, yes, I got Aww. one from Ava too. Ava Flynn as well is there. Thank you so much, Ava, for the card. I love it. Uh, there's another one there. Look at that, Louise. Look at that. Look at that. Money from the Montagues. In. Joan and Patrick and Terman Feckin supporting the Kelly Centre. Here's another one here with a little note in it too to say, uh, Jerry and crew, thank you so much for getting us through the last year and keeping us up to date on all the issues. We especially love Paul Moyne every Tuesday. We need more people like you in our world. Hopefully we can all shake this deadly COVID and get back to some sign of normality. And the address is overleaf there. That is just simply beautiful. Nicholas Coyle and his family, that comes in from there. More cash coming here from Breege Marmion in Corbelis, Ready Penny Dundalk. God bless you, Breege, for that one there. Let me see what I have here. I'll get to another one. Uh, it's come into us today uh, from Mick and Kathleen. Finnegan, that's Mick Finnegan, isn't it? That's our Michael, is Mike Finnegan. Ah, oh, it is Mick. Thank you so much for the lovely card. Isn't it beautiful? And one more before we go. I'll come back to them in a little while. There is simply loads and loads of Christmas cards. Anne Lynch, Anne. Oh my God, St Martin's, Dunshockland, County Meath. Look at this. Your generosity. Thank you so, so much. God bless you all. More cards. I'll get back to them later on in the show. Coming up after two, we're heading to the Big Apple for a call abroad. But taking us to two and news and weather. Ah, it's the first time this year in late lunch. Where have they been? It's Wham! And last Christmas, about this Christmas, here we go. Somebody on there saying, Jerry, will you give that third clue quickly for the books? I'm dying to get out of the house. I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> Don't you just love them in late lunch land? You really do. Here it is, your third and final clue for the big, big box of books this Christmas time. I have two of them to give away. There's 300 euro easily worth in each, books of, in each box of wonderful books. Here it is. Simple one. Easy, this one. Which beetle wrote his memoir this year. Which Beatle from the famous pop group wrote his memoir this year? You have three questions. I need three answers. The number you need is 086-1800-658. Get WhatsApping and texting now. you love this prize. you got to pick them up next week here at the station. you love the books and there's such a selection in, in the boxes as well. Now we move on on late lunch and make another call abroad and I'm delighted to say... We're heading to the Big Apple, New York City this afternoon to chat to a man who is a great friend of ours on Late Lunch. He truly is. Originally from Kilkerley, he's been with us through the years. I'm delighted to say Happy Christmas and hello again to Nigel McKenna. Hello, Nigel. Hello, Jerry. Bon Natale. Ah, Merry Christmas in Italian. <laughs> you got it spot on. We were on to Tommy the other day and we got a bit stuck at Bonatale. It's great. Bonatale is the word. And the same to you and everybody over there. But of course, that Italian lingo um, comes for a special reason from a very special woman. Oh, yeah, my wife's Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have the life, so you have a lovely place in Italy to go to on holidays and, of course, in uh, America, doing so well for yourself and delighted for you. Nigel, look, just quickly, Christmas in Kilcarely, a couple of memories. What sticks in your mind back home? 
felt snow, having snow one year, and uh, there, there was no water, and we had to go looking into the field for the local while and bringing water back to, to the house. Um, you know, um, I think my father wants to have a memory of him bringing a Christmas tree up the road. Um, and, you know, um, my sisters um, putting me in the front room and, you know, telling me Santa's here and making all the noises and showing through the keyhole like if a red coat. Uh, you know, so to fond memories, you know. Fond memories of home and Christmas, a very special time that families made the very best of every year. Where you are now and with the Italian influence, just a couple of things. Thanksgiving is the big feast, isn't it? Isn't it over there? What about Christmas Day and the run into the new year? How does that work there in the States? Well, in the States, you know, there's just you know, people get together. But it, you're right, Thanksgiving is the big holiday here. Everybody travels and moves around and uh, it's it's huge. People come from all over the world back to the home and get together with families. Christmas is, is smaller here for, for many people, but for the Christians, it's, it's pretty big. You know, like my wife's family is Italian and we'll have uh, seven fishes, that, you know, New Year, uh, Christmas Eve. You know, they'll, they'll cook the fish, they'll have the... Everybody will, everybody will stay awake. They'll watch the midnight mass from Rome, and then what? Uh, <laughs> we start starting at midnight. After midnight, they'll start um, opening presents and giving each other presents. Then we'll have, uh, you know, uh, panettone, which is which is a cake. It's like a Christmas cake with uh, you know prosecco. Um, and then you know everybody go to bed, and we get the next day, and we'll have like <laughs> the normal Christmas 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 dinner. You know, but my fam, like I have a brother here you know, for Christmas. Sometimes we go to his house. Sometimes he comes to us. But uh, this year, because the borders open, all my um, Italian in-laws are all coming to, to spend Christmas with us. So it's going to be a full house, like 12 people. So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, that's going to be something else. But the fish, the fish is a big thing on the eve of Christmas for people. I know that uh, from Italy. Panettone, as you mentioned, we have that here now too. You can you can pick that up, of course. But that's interesting. The Mass, the Christian message central to the celebration for Christians, this yeah. most important time of the year. And then you open the presents after midnight, yeah? Yeah, that's what the, the Italians open the presents after midnight, yeah. Everybody goes around. Everybody starts giving. <laughs> it was different because I always, I always like to keep one or two presents to just hand out. Well, well, no, when the boys were smaller, you know, Santa would come and he's you know yes. that naturally they would get the presents in the morning. But at night time, the gifts that from your family, people hand them out after after midnight. Yeah, no, interesting. The different traditions that apply. And will you have the turkey for the dinner on Christmas Day? Um. Maybe not so much. We had the turkey for Thanksgiving. Okay, so, so they're all gone. Uh, they're all wiped off the planet in the States. <laughs> there isn't a turkey to be had. Is that what you're telling me? No, there is turkeys, but we usually have like a roast and, you know, the potatoes and uh, there, there will be more uh, food from the, you know, like runs off from the night before. But the turkey, you're kind of sick of turkey at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you know, you like to stuff it, but you know what? The, turkey, you have the big turkey, you know, is. I know what you're saying, Nigel, because we experience the same. You know, it's a novelty on Christmas Day and we love it. Stephen's Day, we have the, you know, the, the second helpings of it. But by the time you get to the third day, you're wishing for next Christmas when it comes to turkeys. Anyway, I know, I know exactly what you're getting at. But look, um, then, you know, when you, your Christmas Day celebration is over, like it's a long celebration here. You know, in Ireland, you know this yourself. Yeah. We knock 
off around the 23rd. We're not back till the 2nd, uh, the 4th of January actually in 22 this year. And you know, it's all uh, moving towards the new year as well, as well. But I take it in New York where you are and that, that it's business as usual. Is it after Christmas Day or is Stephen's Day observed or what? Well, a lot of a lot of people you know, do take off the Christians, especially now after COVID, people are more family orientated. Mm. But uh, when I was younger, yeah, I was working, you know, Stephen's Day, and I was working all the way up even New Year's, New Year's Eve, um, and New Year's Day was the only day I was off. But like as holidays go, you get off Christmas Day here, the twenty fifth, and you get off the first of January. So uh, if if you're in a job where you know normal factory everyday job, you know you're going to work. You know, unless you unless you put in for vacation at that time, yes. it's not it's not a free. You don't get paid for it. You know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's different. It's it's different. But uh, you find more and more people are taking off, traveling. You know, home or going going back to their countries for Christmas time. This mm. I see it more now than I've seen it in years. A lot more people are are just you know they experience a different uh, life scenario. You know, especially yes. in New York. The last year, like this time last year, you know, everybody knew somebody that was that was dying or died, and was, everybody was affected. So people are, are have this anxiety, you know, with the new um, variant that's coming up. That you know, it's it's it, they're taking it easier. It's not New York is back to normal. It's great. I love New York at Christmas, like yeah. Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was walking the streets. People are playing Christmas songs and saxophones. You know, the Santa's ringing the bell outside. Yes. You know, Bloomingdale, the stores are all lit up. It's just, New York uh, Christmas is the most favourite time. I love New York at Christmas. It's really fantastic. So, um, you know, that's that's live and well. I'm uh, so happy to see it. Let's see that normal, norm, the yes. back to normal. So, so well, everybody's grateful for that. But um, as of, like, yesterday, you know, the, the new variant is starting to double here. And, you know, I got the emails from my kids' school, you know, two kids on the class. And then I got, and, and you know, everybody has, you know, the double vaccine and the booster shots. And we're like, uh, you know, we, we've been here before. <laughs> so yeah. we're just, you know, hopefully it will, it will pass, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's, 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 but, you know, yesterday my wife got in line to get tested. It's just that someone on our work had it. It's just that it's, you know, people are learning to cope with it more. But New York is back to normal. It's like, it's, it's, it's flying. It's oh, that's great, great to hear. And I have to say, my favourite time, I've been there, you know, spring, summer, autumn and Christmas. But Christmas, you're right, it has something else. That city is magical and I'd love to experience it again someday. And in fact, I think I met you when I was over there Christmas time on one of the trips. Yeah, but yeah I, I, I miss it so much, I have to say. But look... You're, 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 what you're saying to us basically from New York, uh, the Omicron is there, it's growing, people are vaccinated, treble vaccinated, you know, all that's going on, but you feel it's different to last time round? It's different, like, but they did cancel, you know, the bo- four Broadway shows yesterday. Uh, right. You know, the lights and the, and yeah. New York City University is doing remote classes. It's just because it, the, the Monday was, it was, like, Monday was a distant memory, everything was back, you know, and then yesterday, it just everybody raised the red flags and mm. said, "No, no, we gotta, you know, no, no mass, no entry." You know, before this, like if you had your vaccine card, you went to the restaurant. Everybody followed the rules. Everybody was New York is great, you know, for following rules. And but now they're just, you know, just kind of telling everybody be cautious, be, you know, yes. you know, <laughs> be careful. Yes. And you know, it's it's because I said this variant is seventy times more potent than Delta. 
You know, that's what they said. <laughs> I don't know what that's what they're saying on the news. Yeah, yeah, look, we're, we're getting the same here and it's been debated at the moment and we're waiting for the Taoiseach again this evening to come down the steps and tell us what's off. Uh, we expect uh, changes, of course, but they certainly are erring on the side of caution. And we have to say, it is certainly more transmissible. Not sure yet about the uh, the fallout from it in terms of illness and, and, and stuff like that, but we will, I'm sure, find out over the coming days. But look, at life has to be lived. We have to adjust. I said it at the yeah. top of the show. It's a challenge for everybody. I'm finding it tough, but all you can do, I say it again, is wash your hands, uh, keep a distance, wear the masks, get the vax, do the best you can, reduce your contacts, and please God, as the new year turns in, we'll come out of this phase of it yet again. Anyway, look, you're looking forward to the Christmas, family, 12 of you, the Italian, the Irish connection. By God, you have it made, Mr. Nigel McKenna. Oh, it, it's fun. It's, it's yeah. fun. It's a lot of it's a lot of pressure. My wife, because she's the one doing all the cooking. <laughs> you know, I, I Nigel, I do, come on, Nigel, uh, come on. <laughs> I do. Well, I wait. She's the cook, you know, and uh, she works with the executive assistant to Danny Balud, who is a three-time Michelin star and of two parents are chef. So, I, I'm I'll be thrown out of the kitchen in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but but I take over I take over the role as as the plant. I take over the role as the, I wash. I do all the washing. Oh, I see. <laughs> Okay. You have to do the unsexy stuff behind the scenes when everybody's in jolly mood and fed. Poor Nigel is in there, pots and pans. He's the scrubber in the kitchen, God almighty. But anyway, wouldn't I love to have, have that type of cuisine and that type of expertise uh, in my Christmas kitchen? You're, you're, you're lucky, you're so fortunate. I know you're very grateful for everything that you have. Anyway, look, just wanted to say hello to you. You're a great fellow and we love chatting to you and you keep in touch with us across the social media and everything and you're our man in New York City do you want to say hello to anyone before you go well I say hello to all my family who's hopefully listening and uh, to everybody Carly Merry Christmas and uh, take care of you and all the best Happy New Year to everyone Thank no, you, Jerry. Not at Thank all. You. You're a star. God bless you. Have a good time over the best. holiday and all the best for 22. We'll be talking for sure. Bye-bye, Nigel. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. 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 That's Nigel McKenna there. What a great guy. He's done so well for himself in New York City. He really has, and it's great to talk to him on late lunch this afternoon. Another of our calls abroad from the show. So here are the clues, Louise. I'm doing it. Louise said to me, it's Christmas. Give the three clues again. Don't be the Grinch. I won't. I'll give the three clues. So, I have two mega boxes of books. 300 euro, 400 euro, I'd say, more like in the boxes. A wide selection of wonderful books that we've talked about through the year. First question. Matt Haig wrote a 2021 bestseller. What's the name of the book? Second question. Will the Crawdads Sing was written by which author? Will the Crawdads Sing? And third question. Which Beatle wrote his memoir this year, which of the Beatles wrote his memoir this year? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me the three answers and you're in with a chance. Still, look at that message, Louise. Jerry, Italians wear red underwear <laughs> at Christmas time, says Anne. Very woo, random woo. message. But she's right. Is she? Yeah. Really? Is, yeah. Not maybe at Christmas time, but okay. towards New Year. It says in Italy... Wearing red underwear guarantees luck and success for the year ahead. That's right. why shortly after Christmas, 
Italians flock to department stores and clothes shops around the country in order to get their hands on some lucky red underpants. There won't be a pair of red knickers to be got in Milan in a few days' time <laughs> after the Christmas. There you go. I have a pair of red boxers. I must put them on after the Christmas for the bit of luck myself, you know, and match them with me red trousers. I've often mentioned you that I have <laughs> these, yeah. haven't I? And I was warned at home never to wear those red trousers. I'm going to wear them in next week. And have to dance to the Bee Gees. I'm wearing them in <laughs> next Thursday for the final show. Is that okay? Right, yeah, yeah. For okay. the first time the ever, I am wearing my red underpants and my red trousers. And well, we'll... I don't want to take pictures of your red underpants. No, no, you can take <laughs> pictures of your trousers. <laughs> <laughs> jocks away, jocks away. Anyway, here we go. There's a few more of your cards here. Ah, Louise, listen to this one. It's absolutely beautiful. It comes into us from Kingsley Meadows in Drogheda to Jerry and Louise, wishing you both a very happy Christmas and all that's good in 2022. Jerry, I've been working from home since March 2021 and I never really got to listen to you until now. My wife was addicted to the show. Now I am too. Keep up the good work. That's from David and Rose Toomey. Indrata, isn't that just an uplifting, lovely, lovely message? Lovely I thank you for it. I really appreciate the words. Uh, Jerry, hope you have a great Christmas. Keep up the good work and don't let Louise boss you around too much. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Oh, seriously, it says Happy if Christmas. <laughs> Happy Christmas to Louise and yourself from Nicholas Yvonne and Leo Dove. Nicholas, thanks indeed for the lovely card. And another one. God almighty, look at all the writing on this. It's something else. The uh, attention people have put into the cards this year. Uh, it says, great idea to do this for the Gary Kelly Centre. We are so lucky to have such a wonderful facility on our doorstep. God bless Gary for his foresight and huge praise for Anne and the staff. I love your show. It keeps me up to date with what's happening uh, here and right across the country. Thank you. Uh, wishing you a very happy Christmas. Though I do admit that by times I would love to be close to you and give you a good shake, and especially when you're talking about the food <laughs> and cooking. Yeah, I talk too much about food, don't I? And what I eat. That comes from Thomas McQuillan to me this afternoon. I just love your messages. I love your cards. Keep them coming to us. There's still time next week. 21st of December is the... Uh, cut off date for receiving cards for the Christmas time oh my god you just love people wouldn't you they're great they truly are great just teeing up something for next week on late lunch we have a fantastic giveaway every day thanks to Navin Town Centre uh, we'll have gifts for you from Petmania, Halfords, Applegreen, Smiths and Homebase and they're all there they are all there to be enjoyed that's a Navin Town Centre uh, giveaway on late lunch <coughs> excuse Home me. Home the maze Yes. What is it? Used to be a maze in the middle of the centre. Was there? Yeah. Big maze. You get lost. Well, when you were a kid, you get lost. It was a tiny thing, but yeah. <laughs> Everybody loved the maze. I'd say you were lost in that maze many times. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> it was a great maze. Uh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. If you were a kid of that, cha- you know, you get lost. You just chase around people for hours. It's our man who knows all about vino. Yes, it's our wine man, Rick Cronje. And Christmas time is a special time at the table and what better to enhance our food but a lovely drink to go along with it and he's back this year with his Christmas recommendations Rick hello again great to be back with you again Rick let's dig straight into this and begin with the early part of the Christmas meal and the aperitif what are you going for this year yeah for the aperitif uh, Jerry we're going to France and uh, a beautiful Albarino 
Now, it's quite unusual to get an Albarino outside of Spain, as we will all well know. Laurent Miguel, Albarino 2020. And I got this from Guns. And Rick, at €8, sure they're giving it away? They're giving it away, Jerry. You, you know, there's three things I've always based it on. is the balance between price and quality. Obviously, to complement the food is number two. And then the ease of shopping, because Christmas is a great time, but it can be stressful, you know. So last year, we spent €52.31 on five wines. This year, €54. So I think we've done pretty well. Well, you're the man to curb inflation. The government should have a word with you, Rick. Well, I'll have a word with them, Jerry, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this wine comes from a a, a stable with history, the Miguel family. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, they've been, they started in 1791 is how far back they go. So it's a very well-respected brand name, of course. Now, describe it for listeners today in terms of colour, nose and on the palate, please. Pale straw in colour. On the nose, beautiful, uh, Jerry, a touch of citrusy, there's green apple, there's grapefruit, uh, peaches, quite quite a mixture there. On the palate, lovely, crisp and light, and the fruit that follows through, and then just a touch of dryness, which is really what you're looking for in an aperitif. You want it nice, light and crisp, you don't want a heavy wine. Okay, so there we have the aperitif sorted. It's Alberino Laurent Miguel from France and it comes in at €8 from Dunn's stores. Now, you're staying with Dunn's and you're staying with Dunn's for most of your selections. Let's talk about the main white to match with the white meat, the turkey or other poultry. What's your pick here, Rick? Yeah, again, we're in France and this time in Burgundy and we have a white Burgundy uh, this time. Joseph Durand, Saint-Louis. And it's the Chardonnay 2020 from Duns at 11.20. An absolute giveaway at that price. The wine itself and where it's produced, again, a family business, long term and great track record. The thing to highlight here is most of their wines are classified as Premier and Grand Cru, which is the highest uh, qualification you can get in France. So they're aiming for the upper market. I was having a look at this one, and there's no doubt about it. This wine is a deeper colour. It's almost gold. Exactly, Jerry. Exactly. Um, it's a gold, almost like a shininess to it there. Good citrus on it, uh, a touch of lemon and apple. Now, it spent six months in stainless steel tanks. And what that does is that it enhances the fruitiness of the actual grape, as compared to wood, for instance. So uh, what you'll get on the palate then is the very fresh, light and uh, subtle but very definite fruit flavours in there. I think it'll really, really, well, I've tried it and it's a perfect match for the light meat of turkey. Lovely, lovely wine. John stores again, 11 euro 20, 2020 Chardonnay grape. Joseph Drohin Mockenlouni from France, the Burgundy region. And you won't go wrong with that, as Rick says, for your bird this year on the table. Let's move on to your red wine choice, Rick, this year. The red, you're going to the New World and Australia, Rick. I am. Kunawara, South Australia. Lindemann's Winemakers Release. Now, Lindemann's have been around a long time, Jerry. 170 plus years. 
Very interesting combination. Shiraz stroke Cabernet Sauvignon. Now, remember, whichever wine is listed first, that will be the majority. In this case, the Shiraz. And it's a 2020. And again, Duns. And here's the price, Jerry. €6.80. It is half price. Deep in colour, big flavour. So just remind us again of the wine, the label and the year. Yeah, it's the Lindemann's Winemakers Release. It's a Shiraz Cabernet uh, Sauvignon 2020. And €6.80. My, oh my, that is the steal of this Christmas time. So let's finish today with your picks for Christmas at the start and end of the meal, so to speak. Can we go back to talk about the sparkling wine? And everybody loves a bit of sparkle at Christmas time. What have you for us, Rick? Oh, definitely, Jerry. Oh, the table wouldn't be complete without <laughs> a sparkler there. Italy, Veneto. And it's called the Emotivo Prosecco. And the, the grape, of course, is the Glera. Uh, this is a no vintage, which is not uncommon for a Prosecco at all. Again, from Duns, and uh, it's going to set you back €8 Euro for this particular bottle. Now, explain to me uh, Glera. You mentioned Glera there as the grape in the context of Prosecco, please. As it things stand now, Jerry. Prosecco is a protected indication of the area, and Clara is the name of the grape. So you can't call it Prosecco other than if it comes from that area, something similar to Champagne. The problem arises now that if you don't deal with the EU or don't trade, and the Australians have been battling this for probably about 20 years now, uh, Australia has Prosecco, so you can call your sparkling wine Prosecco. If you deal within the EU, in other words, market within the EU, then you can't, you have to follow the rules. So again here, light in colour as I see, on the nose and palate? Oh, beautiful, Jerry. Grapefruit, lemon, lime, really, really good, good uh, nose on it. Crisp and dry, very refreshing, and that lingering citrus flavours, and the bubbles just keep going. This is a real, real crowd pleaser as well. So just reminding you, Duns again, €8 Euro for the sparkling. Italy, Emotivo Prosecco, Glera is the grape. No year on an Envy, you won't go wrong. Now you're leaving Duns at last to head for one of the other multiples. Tesco, for your final recommendation this Christmas time. And this is at the end of a long day to enhance many things, perhaps cheeses, chocolate, others besides, Rick. Absolutely, Jerry. This is at the end of the evening. And I went for a port uh, this time because with port, I just feel that you have a little bit more options, as you quite rightly say. This particular one, a dessert, chocolate dessert in particular, or a hard cheese board uh, will fit the bill very, very nicely. So what are you recommending? Uh, Obviously from Portugal, this is Graham's LBV port. Uh, 2015, and uh, it comes from Tesco at 20 euro. What about how the aromas will come to you and the taste? It's, it's a deep red, almost going black on it, you know. The raisins, the plum, of course the oak's going to stand out there, but not overly so. It's it's just a full-on, you know, when you take that first sip, Jerry, it's a, what I call a heavy wine the gravity, you can feel it, but it's very smooth 
with a lingering aftertaste. There's a touch of spiciness in it, which is probably from the uh, grape variety, National Toriga National or the Toriga Franca. But absolutely beautiful, Jerry. Something to be sipped away, you know. Very important. And again, as I said, with the sweet stuff, the chocolate of the hard cheese board. A hard cheese board. Uh, Jerry, they are a, a Dublin a vintage. My goodness, I, I really, if listeners come across that, try that. It's beautiful. A Stilton, of course, and a St. Moore, which is the goat's milk. Also very, very nice. You won't go wrong and it'll finish off your festive feast perfectly. So for Port, it's Portugal. Graham's LBV Port 2015, available from Tesco at €20 for the bottle. Well, Rick, that brings the curtain down on another year of your fabulous wines. I just want to say thank you so much for all your wonderful recommendations through the year. We love your company on the show and I want to wish you a very happy Christmas and all the very best for 2022. And the very same to you and the listeners, Jerry. You can hold me and shake me. But I'm easy to break. I have lots of snow, even though it's all fake. What am I? Come on, Louise, guess. Snow globe. Ah, yes, we gave it away. We were talking about them earlier in the week. Snow globe is the answer to the riddle. And I want to say well done to Charlene Carr from Cedarwood Park in Dundalk. Well done to you, Charlene. The wee gift is yours. We'll have it out in the post to you and wish you all well at the moment and this Christmas time. Thanks to everybody who sent us in the correct answer for the riddle. Now, next week on Late Lunch, a couple of things happening. Uh, the cards will continue and roll on and thank you sincerely for your wonderful cards supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. We will announce, Louise, our best Christmas pudding in the North East. Good morning today. Yeah, look at this. Just as we're on air, Karen has come in. There's one from Brie. The Matthews has just arrived and another one there has come in to us from Kathleen Connell. Now, it's not hers. It's Auntie Lena's. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. And we are lining them up for the tasting over the weekend and we'll crown the winner next week. Three o'clock is the deadline, so if you're still scooting around with your pod, there's still a chance to get it in this afternoon. And next week... Christmas cuties. Oh, the back Louise, they're lovely, aren't they? Yeah, we love them, don't we, Jerry? Will we have a little listen? Yeah. Go yeah. on, let's have a listen. When Santa got stuck up the chimney, he began to shout, You boys and girls don't get any toys if you don't pull me out. My bird is mapped. My sword on my back, my nose is tickly too. When Santa got stuck up the chimney, a chew, a chew, a chew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is Miss Ava Flynn a few years ago. Oh, God, when you hear her there. How old is she there? She was tiny, like, you know, tiny she's six Three, now. maybe? Yeah, I'd say around oh. that or so. But, folks, that's what we're looking for, your children. If they'll sing for us, if they'll perform, if they'll, you know, read a nice little poem. Whatever you feel, you know, is festive this time. But the singing is lovely. It really is. And we have cuties in. We do. We have, we have them. They're coming already. into us already. And we want you And to if they sing the wrong us. words, all the better. Uh, all <laughs> the better. We just even love them for that. But let me tell you, if you send us in your child or children's performing you will go into the hat 
and everybody goes in that's played on late lunch next week and the prize is wonderful from Shoe City Ireland's largest shoe store who are open this Sunday very important to say they're open Sunday it is the most wonderful store you won't believe the selection of shoes they have for everybody they're near Castle Blaney there uh, give them a shout open Sunday as I said they've given us a family voucher worth 250 wow. euro it's a lovely prize and somebody's going to get that one of our cuties is going to pick that up this year so if you send in to us and we play it on the air and we'll play all of them we will we play them all as many as we can no we will we play every one of them I promise you every one that comes in I'm going to play next week on the show and we'll pick somebody next Thursday before we break for the Christmas WhatsApp the audio to 086-1800-658 or email it late lunch at lmfm.ie that's late lunch at lmfm.ie over the weekend you can get them into us next week we'll be picking them up as we go through the week but the Christmas cuties yes they're back on your late lunch next weekend um, what else have I to say have I another message to give you no I think that's you have the that lovely too. lights oh god almighty thanks they're for amazing. reminding me uh, Louise isn't this just something else yeah. Heather Harmon hello Heather and the Harmons at Salterstown beautiful Salterstown in County Louth this is spectacular, Incredible. isn't it? I nearly needed my sunglasses to look at it. It's just oh, wall-to-wall lights, lights and, oh, amazing trees are covered, nativity scene. I'll tell you, oh, this fabulous. has been some job. Salterstown, A92 P957, that's the postcode, A92 P957 will get you to the door because you see, the lights are for a reason, aren't they? Yes, mm-hmm. it's raising money. It really is raising money again this year. Uh, so if you so like, sad for so sad it mm. is for so sad it's a great great cause and Heather and the family would love to welcome you there and uh, you can get to them uh, come to Toher head for Anigassen which is straight on take the second left which is on a hill and you'll see the lights as you Probably arrive see it from oh, I'd say, <laughs> they're looking at it from outer space at the minute yeah yeah the space station can see it can see uh, the Harmon's lights in Salterstown we wish them well and it's a great idea to put up the lights for the charity. Now, request as we head to news, weather and sport at three o'clock in the company of Mr Chris Ray. It's a big birthday today. She's 70. Mrs O'Dwyer, I don't have your name, but Joanne sent this in to us. They're delighted for you. Happy birthday from Joanne, Keen, Dara, Shauna and Jamie and your doting husband, John. Happy birthday, Mrs O'Dwyer. 70 years young today. Just for you, Mr Chris Ray. They're delighted you're home for Christmas. Driving home for Christmas Oh, I can't wait to see those faces Now, the big, big box of books. Not one, but two of them to give away on late lunch today. Here are the questions and answers. Matt Haig wrote Midnight Library, I was looking for there, where The Crawdad Sing was written by Delia Owens and which Beatle wrote his memoir this year, Paul McCartney. Thank you so much to everybody who entered. Two winners today. Well done to Helen Fagan and Kathleen Curran. You win those big, big boxes of books that can be picked up here from Monday at the station between 9 and 3. We'll be in touch anyway to make the arrangements. You are going to have some reading over the holiday season and into the new year, ladies, I promise you. Thanks indeed for entering and well done to you. Now, my artist of the week is Jim Reeves, as you know. And following his untimely death, Jim was posthumously inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 1967. 
And each year since his passing, the Academy of Country Music presents the Jim Reeves International Award to the artist who has done most in that year to promote country music all over the world. His popularity has endured. Take, for example, back in the 60s, after his death, the song Distant Drums made number one in the UK in 1966. Stay there for five weeks and listen to this. It kept the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby off the number one top spot. Moving on into the 80s, he topped the charts again with the likes of Have You Ever Been Lonely and Fall to Pieces with Patsy Cline, who was also passed on, but they married with technology their music and it was sensational. The 90s, the noughties, he continued to chart. Believe me, he did indeed, Jim Reeves, with an album called The Very Best of Jim Reeves. It reached number eight in the UK album charts as recently as 2009. And then in 2014, uh, they released an eight CD set featuring 170 tracks of Jim's. And it was just a huge success on the 50th anniversary of his passing. What has this man? Well, I was just thinking about this as I featured them this week and to bring the curtain down on a week of Jim Reeves. His songs are timeless. The appeal is universal. He's a voice. It's one of a kind. No wonder his popularity endures and will endure. Here is the man himself with a seasonal medley of songs just for you. This is Jim Reeves reminding you have a wonderful time celebrating Christmas and just once more, Merry Christmas, everyone. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Mr Jim Reeves and a selection of Christmas classics there to round off a week of Gentleman Jim on late lunch. Oh, what a voice, what a man. He left his mark, didn't he? Went all too young, 40 years of age when he died in a plane crash. Sad indeed, but his music will live on forever and ever. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. It's his final chat with us this year and we really do appreciate his company every Friday. David Sheen joins us to look ahead to the weekend sport. Slim pickings again this weekend with COVID looming large. Even the Premier League is affected. Only five games on now and that could change indeed over the next 24, 48 hours. But let's, let's look ahead to the ones that are on. David, welcome back. Thanks, Jerry. How are you? Not so bad, as I said. Slim pickings. And looking at the lineup the weekend, I suppose the pick of the games, if they go ahead, is Spurs Liverpool. As you said, there it's been a real, really bad week for for the Premier League in terms of COVID. Um, for four four games off tomorrow, including Manchester United and Brighton, and then uh, at the minute Everton and Leicester off on Sunday. So yes, yeah, Tottenham Tottenham Liverpool looks like a, an interesting game. Liverpool. Going behind last night against Newcastle, but but battling back and, and winning that that one three one in the end. The thunderbolt from Trent Alexander Arnold at the end to make it safe. So again, Liverpool like five, five wins in a row, and that's I'm just looking at their last five games here. They could they could be could be more than that with with straight wins. They're absolutely flying at the moment. Um, Tottenham have had a little bit of a bounce since Conte has come in. They've won their last three. So as you said, certainly looks to be the pick of the games, and not too many as you said survived it. But that looks to be a really interesting game. It's Spurs uh, at home in that one. So. You know, with the way Conte has fired them up and he's kind of fired up the home crowd as well, 
you'd, you'd imagine that Tottenham would be very competitive in that one. Um, I, I hard to see them winning, but uh, I think they'll be they'll be well up for the challenge. And uh, you know, I, I would expect them to, to maybe be able to get a point out of that one. But Liverpool are just so strong at the moment. Uh, you probably have to edge towards them nicking it. But I just think Spurs are on a bit of a bit of a revival at the minute under Conte, and I think they might just nick nick a point off Liverpool there. Looking at the second of the three horses in contention for the title, Chelsea drawing last night, surprisingly, with Everton at home. They go to Wolves, and Wolves are a difficult proposition for anybody. Yeah, and we saw what they did against Manchester City last week, and they were down to 10 men for much of that game um, after that really uh, silly sending off. But you know, they held on for a long period. The penalty that was given against them was extremely harsh, I thought. Um, but they lost that game 1-0 but they, they hung on in there with, as I said with a man down against the best team possibly the best team in Europe in Manchester City certainly in amongst them so Wolves won't be, won't be an easy prospect for Chelsea and you know held against Everton last night which was a big surprise given the way Everton are like, they're in dire straits in terms of injuries and everything else so that was a bit of an upset for, for Chelsea to drop points against Everton they would have been disappointed with that one uh, they'll be hoping to bounce back against uh, Wolves and I, I fancy them just to, just to nick a win in that one Wolves will be a tricky prospect for them but I think Chelsea will just come out and, and hop in that one just about Man City flying. What a thumping they handed to Leeds United. And they're playing another vulnerable side. I don't know about Newcastle. Where, where they're going to end up ultimately. They have all the money in the world now. But they certainly don't have the team. Beaten by Liverpool, as you said last night. At home to Man City. But you can only see one thing here. And away win. Yeah, and I, I heard a conversation last week after that 7-0 win against Leeds. Whether City break the record and put 10 past somebody. I think, I think 9 is still the record. Uh, and a few people were suggesting that they may well do it against Newcastle. You know, they haven't really um, hit any kind of form since Eddie Howe has taken over. They've got one win in their last five, but three defeats in that spell as well. And as you said, they're they're absolutely praying and hanging on for the January window to come. It's going to be really interesting to see if they can get anybody in, if they can get um, you know players that are good enough to, to, to lift them out of the bottom uh, bottom three in. I see they brought in uh, Nicky Hammond today, who's a former Swindon Town goalkeeper, but has a vast experience in the transfer market, and he's been tasked with getting a full-back, a centre midfielder and a centre half. So whether they can get those players in in January, uh, I'm not sure. And even if they can, that's no guarantee. As you know, Jerry, the players are going to bed in quickly and hit, hit the ground running. So I think Newcastle are in an awful lot of trouble and I think it's only going to get worse through this weekend. Now the final two games, Aston Villa take on Burnley. Intriguing tie because Burnley can always dig in even though they're in the nether reaches. But you'd have to say they've got out of it every other year. Villa on a fine run too under Steven Gerrard. Yeah, and they have done really well since Gerrard's come in. And I've been listening to a lot of the discourse around Aston Villa since he has taken over. And a lot of these the pundits have been very impressed with the way they've been set up. They've been very impressed with the with the tempo and the pace they're playing at now. Uh, they've got three wins in their last five games, Villa. So they're going well. And you know, yeah, Bernie, as you said, they're always a they're always a tricky prospect for teams. And Sean Dyche will have them well set up. But you'd, you'd fancy Villa given the, the the run they're on. And I see Bernie have only won one in their last five. So. They're not going too well, albeit four draws in that spell. But you'd, you'd fancy Villa to pick up the points. And, you know, a lot of people talking about Villa as an outside shout for a top four place. I don't think they'll manage it myself. I think they're a little bit off that unless they can bring in some real quality in January. But, I mean, as we know, Jerry, you know, outside of Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea, there's not a whole lot else in there to separate a lot of those teams. So if a team can go on a good run, then who knows? Maybe Villa could push for, for Europe. But they'll certainly be hoping to get into the Europa League for next year. If you're a fan like myself of many years standing following the Gunners, you will know that the final fixture this weekend in the 70s would have been a huge one. Leeds against Arsenal. And talking about a vulnerable outfit, Leeds, lots of injuries. They're shipping goals all over the place. Arsenal up to fourth, mainly based though on their home form. On the road, 
they've been hapless and hopeless. Is this an opportunity for Leeds? Um, it is an opportunity for Leeds. I think any time Arsenal come to, to town uh, to visit a, an away team or you know, when Arsenal are the away team, as we saw against Everton a couple of weeks ago, they're always liable to, to give away something soft. And we saw them take the lead against Everton a couple of weeks ago. They couldn't hold on to it. Uh, and they are a little bit flaky and they have been for a long number of years, as we both know. Uh, but the way Leeds are going at the moment, I mean, there was a lot of talk during the week of whether Bielsa would stay, that he looked like a, a bit of a broken man. I, I don't see him walking away just yet. But it's, I wouldn't necessarily say it's an opportunity for Leeds. I actually think it's an opportunity for Arsenal to, to show what they're made of for once and maybe try and redress the balance in terms of that away form, albeit Leeds are, are, are in bad form at the moment. But Arsenal up to fourth after a good win the other night. I think this is a real opportunity for Arsenal to go away against the team that are struggling and, and get all three points. I think they really have to do that. They're, they would be ordinarily, given the, given the look at the table, you'd expect them to go and win that game. And I think it's an important game for Mikel Arteta and for Arsenal to go and, and get all three points there. So let's just see what happens. Before we finish today, let's ask you to pin your colours to the mast because it is the end of the year the Christmas season's coming up hopefully there will be quite a few games but then we're into a new year and when the title race really hots up as we've been saying for a few weeks here it's a three horse race Liverpool Man City Chelsea who's going to win it David? Man City (laughs) No hesitation whatsoever there well can I play devil's advocate here please I'll go Liverpool so let's see what happens probably Chelsea will defy both of us and pop up in the middle but let's see it's intriguing indeed David thanks so much for your input to late launch right through the year we really do appreciate it happy Christmas to you and we'll talk in the new year no problem at all Jerry. happy Christmas to you and all your listeners David Sheehan uh, bringing the curtain down on late lunch for another weekend on our sporting weekend previews for this year anyway we're almost there, aren't we? Four more shows to go. How many sleeps, Louise, will I count? So I have, what night is tonight? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Eight sleeps to go. Ho, ho, ho. Santa's little helper. No word from help the helper today. They must be on top of their head. Would you think so in the North Pole? I think they are. Take that mask off, you will you, and talk to me there. You're half hearing me. Oh, the headphones. Sorry, I forgot the headphones are gone. She's ready to rock and roll. Sorry, I'm talking to myself here. Sorry, the headphones (laughs) put away. <laughs> Holy God, am I actually thought you had headphones yeah, on you? That. Just throwing things on me. I, I, was, I was looking in there. Anyway, just saying, Santa's little helper must be uh, up to their tonsils today. We oh, had yeah. a, a peep out of them. What you say? Eight more sleeps. Eight more sleeps to go sister. to Christmas, and they are mad busy in the North Pole. And remember, boys and girls, so exciting. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you, I yes, he knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're awake. You got to be good the next few days. That is for sure. We're all being good and all doing our best, and we will do in the context of all that other stuff. <laughs> I that's put going these on away in the now. world. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, don't be a rush. She always has the bloody mask up on her as well. And I have, don't I have to I'm always say good. to you. Yeah, I kind I know, of. I'm talking good. to you, and I'm you're being very good. You've been very good. Let's all try to be good this weekend, no matter what happens. Do your best. The fight goes on, the good fight, which we will win as the human race, I promise you. Anyway, thanks to our guests who joined us all week. To you, our listeners, who join us every day. Send us in the carrots, the puddings. You're so good. You're such lovely people. I thank you for it and keep them coming to us. And uh, to Louise Waltz, my producer, I couldn't do this without her. Thanks a million, Louise. Eddie Caffrey is coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Great music and more on the way. We'll be back with the final week of Late Lunch for 2021 on Monday at 1.30. Have a good weekend. See you then. Are you sure you're finished? I'm done. Okay. Bye. (laughs) 
<laughs> the Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada Dundalk and Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sendero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 